This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. What is the rude or annoying thing that people do at your job or have done at your job uh, that maybe they don't even realize they're doing? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. So this came from a Reddit thread that I saw, and I thought, oh, this is interesting. It's kind of a public service. Right? Because you get to hear from people in different professions, often service professions, about the things that you might be doing that you don't even realize are super annoying to the people who work there. Oh, sure. Like, for example... Or the people who... Ah, got it, got it, got it. Right? So, like, here here are some examples. Like, a gym employee is like, I hate it when people don't put their weights back. Yeah. I think that would be annoying too. Also, mm-hmm. they probably hate it when people don't wipe their junk down. Oh, Not their junk. Hey-o. I mean their equipment. Okay, thank you. But that too. Wipe that. 651-641-1071. Uh, what is the rude or annoying thing that people do at your job? Let's go to Allie. Allie's on the line. Hi, Allie. Thanks for waiting. Hi, thank you. What's the rude or annoying thing that people do at your job? So I am an event planner at a hotel, and the super annoying thing is when clients come in at about 4.45 when you're about ready to pack up for the day and expect a site tour that lasts for a couple hours. Oh. Oh, yeah. Like they just drop in? They just drop in unannounced, and like if I knew about it, I could research the date and go into it with a lot more information, but I feel so unprepared when they just stop in. Oh, that's a rough one. Thank you, Allie. That's got to be really annoying in a lot of different professions when you have somebody who stops in like 15 minutes before closing and is like, hey, give me the full meal deal. And you have to like go through the rigmarole. Yeah. Um, A couple other things. And by the way, 651-641-1071. Bless you, Bradley. Did you hear that? No, I saw it. Okay. Um, Bradley sneezed. Um, And he covered. Um. But uh, what is the rude or annoying thing that people may not realize they're doing in your job? So here's another one from a server. Mm-hmm. So you've been a server before, Holly. Oh, yes. When clients sit at the only dirty table in the whole restaurant. Oh, yeah. It's like, hey, wait. But the reason Even- that they sit at that dirty table, I will say, is that oftentimes they have decided to seat themselves, which is the bigger no-no, in my opinion. Unless there's a sign that says, seat yourself, please seek out an employee of the restaurant. And they will guide you in a way that is appropriate because there is a method to the madness when you are seated at a restaurant. I also, I 
it would drive me nuts because I'm not a server and never have been, but I would be driven nuts if people, you know, the people that are like, I want to sit over here. And I'm like, I just like, really? You got to sit like you have to like screw because, you know, they got a plan for where people sit based on who's working what station. Right. Just take the seat that you're given unless it's like atrocious or something. I feel you. I was just feeling bad for the fact that there's a restaurant we go to that we always request the same spot. Well, but that's different. I think it is. That's totally different. I'm talking about when people walk in sure. and they're like, can we have this kind of seat? I'm like, oh, these people have other things to worry about than, you know, because then you're, they got to re- rejigger everything. Uh, how about this? A delivery person complained when someone leaves it lives in a gated community and doesn't leave an access code on the delivery notes. Then oh. then they don't answer their phone. So it's like a double whammy. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Linda. Hi, Linda. Linda, what is something uh, rude or impolite or annoying that people do at your job? Oh, for me, it's when someone asks me to come to their desk and help them figure out how to do something. I get it all explained out. Well, didn't we used to do it this way and arguing with me about the right way to do it? And you're like, no, that's why I'm showing you this way. Exactly. Don't argue with the way I'm showing you how to do it. If you're not. And you asked me to come over and show you. Yes. Oh, Linda, I get it. Also very similar to parenting. Oh, I bet. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Linda. That's my favorite thing when the kids are like, hey, can you show me how to do this? And then I show them how to do it. And they're like, I don't like that. And I'm like, can't change it. Sorry, that's how you do math. Um, uh, How about this one? A hairdresser. I feel like hairdressers are going to have this moment a lot. Can I look like this thing? Well, that I bet that would be really annoying because then they have to gently explain to you that they can't look like Barbara Streisand, but they can't do that because you don't have her face. Yeah. No, this hairdresser said when someone says I was sick of my hair, so I did it myself. Now fix it. And if you can't fix it the way I want it due to the massacre I performed, it's all your fault. (laughs) Because I honestly think how many people have said I'm so sick of my hair during quarantine that they've decided to give themselves bangs. Oh, yeah. I gave myself sides. All kinds of things. You did a good job. No, if you didn't see it with my my hat off. It's an interesting it's look. It's very rough. <laughs> well, that it's true because I, I did the same thing to my husband. I was like, you, we need to clip up the sides. We're having a shaggy moment. And we, we just, he wears a hat all the time anyway. I was like, can I just clip up the sides and then you can put that lid on? And by the time... <laughs> You know, by the time you can go see your hair guy again, he can really, he'll be able to fix it. Yeah. And my husband let me and I, he, that is some real trust right there. But I'm impressed that you did that yourself, Bradley. I mean. I am too, that you got the back and everything. I did do the back with the mirror. I was very careful and slow. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie was not amused. He was like, why uh, did you do that? And I'm like, I just needed to feel free again. I, he doesn't understand because he has a he has long flowy he has Jesus this hair, beautiful flow. Yeah, yeah, and not that you don't have a beautiful flow. No, it's just I, not but your it's look. Just, it's very, uh, very. Yeah. You keep it high and tight. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yes. Um, can I just say really quickly, yeah. as somebody who cleaned uh, before all this happened, clean gym bathrooms yeah. for a living? Not really, but a part time, a part time living to um, you know go to the gym and. Um, can we just all agree on one simple practice in the bathroom? Hmm. Wash the toilet. Oh, yes. Uh, I do we I hate that we have to say that. And I will say it's not just men uh or women. It's both. 
all y'all nasty and have forgotten how to flush your toilets. Well, do you know, I think part of it is honestly, and this is not an excuse. This is just like, we need to be hyper vigilant. I think people have gotten so used to toilets just flushing when they arise. Yeah. If it don't flush, go back and flush because yes. nobody want to walk in and see your floaties. It's your responsibility. Yeah. Nasty. Yeah. Um, Panda on Twitter said, as a former barista, it would drive me mad when customers would try to reach for something behind the counter. Oh, yeah. She says it still gives me secondhand rage seeing it now that I've been promoted to customer. <laughs> and that was pre-COVID, she said. Let's go to Rachel and let Rachel have the final word. Hi, Rachel. What's something rude or annoying that people do at your place of work? Well, I'm a hairstylist, so it's one more. Um, clients, regular clients or even new clients who come in and their appointment's scheduled for a certain time slot because you're doing a color cut, mm-hmm. and then they want a big change, and then you ask them if they have any ideas, and they say no. So uh, you have no idea where to start from. Do you have any ideas for color or cutting? And they're like, no, nope, no pictures, nothing on oh, Instagram. God. So and then you're you're set for a time, so then you end up a half hour or so behind for your next client because you were like counseling <sighs> them into a new hairstyle. Yep. Which oh my gosh, Rachel, thank you for sharing that. I think this is an awareness that we all need to have because I have done that in the past. Ugh. So this is good to know. Thank yeah. you. Well, and you know, there's a time and a place to unleash that creativity, but you right. maybe want to give a heads up. Exactly. Uh, All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, remember yesterday, Holly mentioned in the middle of one of the Dirt Alert updates, she said, whatever happened to Caitlyn Jenner? What's she up to? What's she doing? Well, I don't know if it's because I paid attention because you said that, or if the universe gifted me a story about Caitlyn Jenner. Probably both. But I have an update about Caitlyn Jenner, and I just want you guys to go on this journey with me. It's so odd. All right. We'll do it. We got nothing All right, better to we'll do. We'll do that when we come back on My Talk 1071. Okay, so just yesterday during a Dirt Alert update, Holly said, What's going on with Caitlyn Jenner? We haven't heard a lot from her lately. And I I thought, What's up? You're right. What's up with that? What's up with that? This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Uh, and I don't know if. I, you know, maybe I just noticed this story because I was thinking about Caitlyn Jenner or maybe the universe gifted me the story about Caitlyn Jenner. But in this moment, I want you to know what is going on with Caitlyn Jenner. And I want yeah, to take you on this up? journey I went on. So this this arrived to us via People magazine. And it's actually a story about Sophia Hutchins. Do you remember who Sophia Hutchins is? Sophia Hutchins. Mm, It's okay if you don't, because the name doesn't ring a lot of bells. But she's the young lady who's been living with Caitlyn Jenner, and we see them out and about all the time. Yeah, okay. And she's a younger gal. She's 24. And I think that we always thought that the two of them were a couple, or at least that was the early rumor, and it was never addressed. Yeah. And so we just made some assumptions. Well, apparently, uh, she was a recent guest on Heather McDonald's podcast, Juicy Scoop, Ooh. which is the gross. Juicy Scoop. It, it just actually made me think of wet ice cream. Oh, gosh. It sounds so gross. Anyway, um, she was uh, on with Heather McDonald, and the two of them were talking while uh, Sophia Hutchins was promoting her sunscreen brand, Lumisol. Okay. So... 
What is Lumisol? It's a sunscreen brand. Oh, it sounds like some sort of disinfectant. It does but okay. a little bit, right? Uh, anyway, she said of living with Caitlyn Jenner, because she's been living with Caitlyn Jenner, she said, we had to put a lock on my bedroom door uh, because Caitlyn decided to barge into my room while I had a friend over. Ew. It was a male friend. Oh, was she getting nasty? She kind of saw a lot of things happening. Uh, oh, oh. Uh, and she said, it's kind of like living with your parents. And I'm like, oh, this oh. might be a turning point where I might need to move out. Yeah, like, why are you living there if you're living... What? Okay, right? So, like, there's 10 things going... Like, you have to then rearrange everything you ever thought about who this person was to Caitlyn Jenner. But apparently, she said, Caitlyn Jenner knew that this friend who she was getting freaky with was there at the house... Uh, and she just barged into the room anyway. Um, but then, then you know, we go a little bit deeper into what their relationship is. And she said, first of all, she's the CEO of Lumisol and Caitlin's manager. She said, being the CEO of Lumisol and Caitlin's manager keeps me busy. I'm totally focused on my career. I don't have plans to move out, but I'm in the real estate market for a home in Calabasas. Oh, God. This sounds like a lot. There's a lot. Okay. So here's the thing. She says, I don't want to leave Caitlin all by herself, but she knows that I'm getting older and I want to be able to have my own life. I really like living there. But the, but the point is, the way that apparently their relationship started is it was never romantic. Which is interesting so, because we all thought they were in a romantic relationship. So there's clearly a story here that she's not telling the full truth about. Right? Like she's trying to get attention because why wouldn't you if you were living with Caitlyn Jenner? I suppose. I mean, you're at least knowing that you are going to open yourself up to a certain level of publicity, which if you're being talked about in People Magazine proves that theory correct. Therefore, you begin to wonder, what is it that Caitlyn was offering you? I mean... One wonders, was she living there rent-free? Right. because Well, because she's Caitlin's manager so or agent. So they have like some sort of working relationship. So who knows if that was part of the deal, right? That she's going to live there and be her broker. Um, she says the relationship was never sexual. She says, I do understand why people perceived it that way. We never addressed it. And that was part of the problem, which then also makes you think they wanted us to think because they got attention for that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But then she explains the relationship further. She says, it's more like a parental relationship. I date guys. Caitlin signs off on them. It's uh, very parental, uh, very protective. Um, We're family. Okay. Right? But Why? I mean, look, as a person who understands the power of the chosen family, it is important to allow people the opportunity to create family however they see fit. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash BTPod50 and use code BTPod50 to get 50% off. That's code BTPod50 at Factormeals.com slash BTPod50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. But... Um, it seems like there's a level of this story she's choosing not to share, which is the story. Thank you. I'm chewing on popcorn over here trying to figure out. Right. She says, we met through our hairstylist. He was doing my hair one day and was like, I'm going to a photo shoot after this. Something with Caitlyn Jenner and Mac. And Caitlyn would like to meet you. So I went to the photo shoot. We kicked it off. I learned a lot about what was going on in Caitlyn's life. And I felt it was a financial bleep show and so much money was being thrown everywhere. Nobody was running the show, her life. Chris Jenner was not doing it anymore since they were divorced. And I felt like I could do a really good job. She sounds exactly like Chris Jenner did when she met Caitlin back right? in the day. Right. So there's something like really bizarre about how history is repeating itself. Number one, number two, this whole like Caitlin being parental to her. Is kind of weird. Is super Especially, weird because you know, she like, has children. Well, yep, she has children. Presumably, what does she get out of this relationship? I mean, clearly, she's getting maybe some management Exper- uh, experience. Not experience. Um, well, she's like, definitely getting some. She's to working learn. for her, but like, can we just talk about how maybe not a good idea it is to have a parental relationship with an employee? No. That's living in your house, no. that you're walking into their bedroom while the, they're having sex. Like there's so much boundary. Not, there's no. so many boundary issues. Yes, there's a lot of boundaries. And I feel like this is a total Caitlyn Jenner story. Caitlyn, I feel like, has boundary issues. Like oh, I for just sure. remember remember the what was the show that was on for Kate? like two seasons. I am Kate. Lynn? I was going to say, I am Caitlin. I yeah, think. I yeah. am Caitlin. Yeah. I feel like there were some obvious boundary issues on that show. Right. Yeah. Caitlin, of course, said Sophia has been my best friend, family, and a confidant. She's one of the top minds in her field. Her value in my life is undeniable. The sky's the limit with her entrepreneurial spirit. Okay. I'm dubious. interesting, right? Dubious at best. When we come back, we've got celebrities behaving badly. We have a name for them that day. Dubags after this. Let's get to them D bags. D bags. What do we got, trainer? Oh, we already did the opening. Yeah. Okay. My D bag. Welcome to the show. My D bag is the delightful Hollywood life. Oh, and by Bonnie Fuller. By Bonnie Fuller. She gets full credit for this story. Mm. Actually, full credit goes to Jason Bro and Lene Brody. This story needed two people. Bro to write and it. Brody. In fact, the story is about the following people. I will read it. It's an exclusive headline, <clears throat> which means what, Colleen? It means that the call is coming from inside the house. Now, with this story, I know you might think one thing, but I want you to listen clearly and tell me who you think is really dropping this story to Hollywood life. Okay. Headline, why Kevin Federline is very thankful for Britney Spears' kind and attentive BF boyfriend, Sam Asghari. 
Okay. With all the chaos going on in the world, Brittany is so glad she has a rock like Sam Asghari. Uh, a source close to KFED tells Hollywood, exclu- Hollywood Life exclusively that Kevin is very thankful for Sam Colleen. Kevin feels really, he is really good to Brittany. He worries so much less about Brittany because of Sam. Sam Sam is very kind and attentive to Brittany and is a really stable force in his life. Do you want to do the math? I mean, there's like, there's a couple different options. Okay, what do you think? But I think that it came from uh, the conservatorship. Oh, that's an interesting take. Tell me more about that. Well, because I, well, first of all, I think there was too much buzz happening about whether or not they were actually a relationship Mm -hmm. and the conservatorship does need him to kind of have a hand in her management, Mm -hmm. Sam Asghari. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it does behoove the conservatorship to make it look like uh, Kevin Federline is good with the status quo, mm-hmm. right? That's a that's a very good point. What I like were your you theory. thinking? Where were my you? My theory that? is that this is coming from Sam Asgari. Well, that is was my first theory, but then I jumped to the conservatorship. Well, I, I'm I'm glad you and I are on the same page at some length because the reason I would assume that um, it's Sam is that you'll remember just last week we were talking about Sam Asgari. And how uh, wonderful he is. And she's working out with him and posting on her Instagram mm. about Sam. And why did we figure out all that was happening? Uh, because he has a diet plan that he's trying to peddle. Exactly. For $9 a week, you too can get a body just like Sam Asghari. And it's ri- that would look literally really weird on me. Just ki- Well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, if you were topless and you looked like Sam Asghari, yeah. I might wonder what's going on. But hey, look, whatever body you want, you can have. For the low, low price of nine, it can be Sam Asgari. So I just thought, um, it seems like to me, whoever was pushing Sam Asgari's business venture last week is now bebopping over to Hollywood Life because we know they'll take a bone uh, in the form of an exclusive and publish it out. They will take a bone. Because when you think about it, why would Kevin Federline, I mean, granted, he can always, you know, show up to tabloids and give them stories, but that story doesn't really give him any benefit. No, none at right? all. Like there's nothing in here other than it seems like he's being nice to Sam. So cool. Mm-hmm. But the person who gains uh, most, I would imagine is, um, you know, just from a, uh, it's so obvious standpoint would be Sam. So Brittany's whole family is thankful for Sam and is in communication with him constantly. And they really like him and he cares so much about Brittany. That's all they could ask for. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, uh, so who knows? But Hollywood Life, you took the bait and you are just doing the celebrities work for them. Jason Bro and Lene Brody. Two people. Why they did to we work need together on that? I don't know. Hmm. She's a senior reporter. He's a music and sports reporter. So I guess that makes sense. Does it? I mean, music, Britney. Sports. Sam Asghari. Sports. He yeah. runs with a nut cup on his face. It's true. My D-bag is Hannah Brown, Hannah B. from The Bachelorette. Oh, God, why? Well, I don't even watch The Bachelorette, but my my understanding was that, you know, she'd been cast as America's sweetheart. Um, She's, you know, a sweet Southern girl from Alabama. Well, apparently she was doing like a uh, TikTok, maybe or an Instagram live Mm -hmm. on Saturday, and she was singing the lyrics to... Da Baby's rock star, 
I don't know what that song is. I don't really either. But what I do know is that that song drops the N word. Ooh, please don't tell me she did that. She dropped the N word. Don't do that. Okay. A, we don't do that. And that I feel like it went from bad to worse, right? Like that's terrible as is. Yeah. Like she, I watched it and she, I think thought she maybe got away with something because she sort of mumbled it under her breath, but it was clear. She said the word and then apparently the people who were watching on Instagram live called her out on it. Oh, good. Yeah. But then, oh, bad. Because she did that thing that people do where they get called out on something and they want to double down on not that like she felt like she was right but she doesn't just admit she did it and then move on she or you know atone for it she goes she said and i watched the video of this too and i'm just going to do my impression of it she's like i did Oh, I'm so sorry. I was singing this. I'm so sorry. Wait, Maybe d- it was somebody excuse else. Excuse me. Um. What? Anyway, yeah, she tries to okay, pass it off. Okay, can I point else. out why that's a horrible thing? Why? If you're a white person and you can't remember that you, five seconds yes. ago you said the N word, you probably say that word All a lot. The time. But see, that's the other thing about it is like I do feel like if you're saying that word at all. And there's a camera on you, and you're comfortable just letting that roll out. That word's going to come out. So, yeah, it's like, not like the camera made you do it. Right. And then she tries to pass it off on somebody else. What? Like maybe it was, was there someone in the room? Uh, Patrick is her brother, and he apparently was in the room. Um, and then there's somebody else in the background that's like, that wasn't you. I don't think you said that. No, it was you. You then she removed. She removed the video from her social media. But guess what? Guess what? That doesn't happen anymore. The internet. The internet remembers. It's like an elephant. So then she did say, "I owe." Then she came back, and this time she didn't do like a live video because I don't know. Maybe she couldn't trust herself. She did that tweetstagram where she typed something out and then shared the picture of the typed out. I owe you all a major apology. There is no excuse, and I will not justify what I said. I have read your messages and seen the hurt I have caused. I own it all. I am terribly sorry, and know that whether in public or private, this language is unacceptable. No, I promise see, to do that's, better. That's that. Okay, okay. She may be saying the thing she now knows and maybe has changed her mind on. I will grant that that's a possibility, but in in no way does she actually own that that was a word that was allowed to come out of her mouth and why that might tell a story that she's not apparently willing to tell, which is not very helpful for people, I would imagine, who don't want to hear that word out of your mouth. And by that, I mean most of us. Right. So it's what's interesting about it is, like, the internet did not suffer the fool that was Hannah Brown. I'm sure. I mean, they called her out and they were like, nope. Like, first you said it, then you laughed your way through an apology. If you're not able to sing the song without using that word, you shouldn't be singing the song, period. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, again, to your point, Bradley, if it came out so easily, it's probably because it comes out so easily. Um, And then the fact that she laughed through the apology, it's like a little too little too late. And the fact that she had to write it down rather than deliver it, just that again so what you know what's interesting is this is a perfect opportunity where somebody could say you know what i do use that word casually and i shouldn't and here's why like i'm gonna or if she doesn't know that maybe go find out why that's an issue like 
there the point is because I think and I don't care, but there are people who will say like, you know, all sorts of people say that word. She just got caught, blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't care. And I don't think that's an excuse. Um, where was I going with that statement? Other than to say um, there's an opportunity in that moment to be a better person and just yeah. pretending it didn't happen or coming up with an excuse shows that like, you didn't actually learn anything, worse, so now you're just doing, like, PR. Or worse yet, both. I mean, she, she like, pretend she didn't do it and then came up with an excuse. Yeah, yeah. Also, I just, I again, I feel like Allison Roman, oh. her apology that she did last week, and I won't even get into it if you want to, you know, just so I don't have to double back to it, but feel free to Google it and Google her apology. She she really did. I mean, she did, in as many words, say, I didn't realize what I was doing when I did this. I have heard you, and now I do realize I've taken the time to hear, and I will also, continue to take the time to hear. Can I just say this? Yeah. There is not a white person out there who knows or doesn't know that that is not an acceptable Absolutely. word. Like, even saying that, I'm like, this is so obvious. So all we're talking about is whether or not you're willing to admit it. And the ability for you to not admit it shows that there's a level of not, um, well, people should be allowed to judge you, therefore, Mm -hmm. if you're not willing to accept that. Mm -hmm. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Uh We're going to do a little uh, Gooper Scoopers slash D-Bag Double Down. Yep. This is not about Gwyneth herself. This is about somebody who is Gwyneth adjacent. Her name is Juliana Huff. Okay, Goop next door. Mm, And she's making me all huffy. We'll talk about it after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. And we're going to do a little gooper scooper, though this is not a Gwyneth Paltrow gooper scooper. This is a Gwyneth adjacent scooper. Here come the gooper scoopers. They are going to find you stuff that's dumb on Goopa, 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 Goopa. Goopa. That's just what they do. Goopa, 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 Goopa. There's always stupid stuff on Goopa. So normally we poke fun at Gwyneth Paltrow for her pseudoscience, jade egg sitting, um, lady part steaming mm-hmm. nonsense and snake oil sales ladiness. Mm-hmm. But as you pointed out in the lead up, this is a Gwyneth Paltrow adjacent individual. And that person is now well within the sphere of goop. So I feel like we can add her to the goop uh, experience. Yes. That the person Goop expanded universe. Yes. Mm-hmm. G E S. No, that would be G E U. I don't have a hard or easy time with words. Okay. Julianne Huff. Mm. Now, normally we talk about Julianne Huff in the context of her publicationship, which is a relationship for publicity. That re- publicationship is uh, Julianne Huff and Brooks Lake. But this story is really not, uh, this does not involve her man at all. So I was like, let's just lean into the goop because her. Lean into the goop. Lean into the goop because in her most recent interview and in the full spread cover experience of the June 2020 issue of Women's Health. That's a lot. Women's health. Okay, so this is going to be something about her health. She talks about, um, let's put it this way. She talks about how her 
medical condition was eased by a spiritual transformation. So when I saw this, I began to think, ooh, that does not sound like a good combination of words, right? No, it doesn't sound good at all. Like, if, like, you can believe whatever woo-woo stuff you want to believe, but when you're on the cover of women's health, health, there is Mm -hmm. an implication that you are providing some healthy information. Mm -hmm. Here is what she said, and then let's break it apart. Now, I'm going to read this directly from the women's health piece because I want to give due credit to women's health for calling this out um, because they do our work for us. But as it was originally communicated to me through the report of the report in page six, you don't get the benefit of what women's health did here. She says, and she's talking about her, quote, Julianne Huff credits her spiritual journey for helping subside her endometriosis symptoms. Okay. Now that's a lot. I will call women's health out a little bit. That seems really vague. Like you're trying to not say what she's saying, which is that Julianne Huff credits her spiritual journey for curing her endometriosis. Right. 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 It sounds like they inserted some helping. They took some liberties in there. She says, I will tell you, she said to women's health, June, 2020 issue. Through this transformation of really connecting back to my truth, I haven't had symptoms of endometriosis because of the love and kindness I'm giving my no, body. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. Do you? No. Do you? Uh, do you want to tell me why that's well, not a good idea? I mean, for a number of reasons, but among them, the message of that is: if you are a person who suffers, and by the way. It is suffering with endometriosis. Uh, You need only do what I have done and take yourself on a spiritual journey. And then those of you who are still suffering from the symptoms of endometriosis, your suffering is directly linked to the fact that you have not taken a spiritual journey. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, I need to correct myself. I was reading out of page six before, not directly out of women's health. So um, I meant to do this the other way around. That was page six describing this. Here is what um, Women's Health did, which I thought there's something in here that we will like. Okay. It says, even endo is affected by energy in Julianne's view. Also, energy? What is Mm -hmm. that? I will tell you, she continues, sharing her perspective on her chronic condition, though not one that is backed up by the medical community. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Through this transformation of really connecting back to my truth, I haven't had any symptoms of endometriosis because of the love and kindness I'm giving. I read that part already. Okay. So at least they were good enough to call it out. But I would say, I don't know that most people are going to make those very specific distinctions. Like that seems like a legalistic way to get around, um, you know, cl- uh, a criticisms of women's health. Right. Because they're like, disclaimer, but at the same time, you're putting her on the cover of your women's health magazine. Right, and promoting this sort of, listen, okay, and I want to be really clear about this. I am not against exploring alternative health modalities. I'm not against um, people finding different ways to cope with the reality of symptoms that arise from any disease or disorder they have. What I'm against is her characterization of it. That's a pretty bold claim to say, 
I have not, I'm not suffering. I don't have the symptoms of my endometriosis anymore because I've gone on a spiritual journey when the reality is probably more like I am, I am doing this spiritual journey. I'm feeling much kinder to myself. As a result, I've been able to cope a little bit better such that I haven't noticed the symptoms of the disease that is a biological disease that science has diagnosed and you can't think your way out of it. Okay, also, this is not somebody, and this is the thing that really I wish they would point out or at least disclaim at the very top of this article. She is saying these things as a person who runs a business yep. that makes money. So right. she's saying these things that she's doing, which, by the way, are the things that she's selling. Yeah, so she's a snake oil salesman. So she's selling, and, and look, again, America... If you like that snake oil, I'm all here for it. And if it's a spiritual thing for you, I am all for it. I may choose to not like buy it myself because I feel like most of the time spirituality doesn't have a price tag attached to it. But if that's what you need to do, then it's a free country and I'm all for it. However, I'm not for um, people saying that um, doing things that are not backed up by science will cure disease yeah and giving people that impression is really dangerous especially in this moment that we are living in well you can say that again and frankly i think there's a certain amount of privilege that we're not calling out either because i don't know that someone who's not julianne huff would be allowed to say these things and not be fully criticized for them thank you like if kanye west i'm sorry i'm going there Mm-hmm. Go. If Kanye West came out and said these things, the media would be all up in his business mm-hmm. about it. And Julianne Huff, they're not all up in her business Mm-mm. about it. No, no. And it is frustrating. And like you said, Bradley, in this in this time where we are, where people feel very confused about the difference between fact and opinion, the difference between science and thought, the difference between uh, hypothesis and reality. <laughs> Well, and I will even grant you, because I listened to this whole um, podcast episode about the, what's it called? The um, the effect where, um, placebo effect. Mm-hmm. The actual science behind the actual placebo effect. So, like, if you're doing something and you feel better as a result, it could be that. And there's actual science. Hey, I'm all here for that discussion. Mm-hmm. But she's not couching any of that. It's just... I have some energy and my beliefs are making me feel better. Yeah. So it's delivered as though it is some sort of um, like it is medication. I would say, you know, I don't know what's going on here, but I really want the scientific community to take a look because I think there might be a a reason. Or or again, like I said, maybe another responsible way to say it is I've been on a spiritual journey. And as a result, I have not experienced the symptoms of the disease I have. Yeah. That, like, keep it all eye-focused. I mean, which means she's pretty good at. But anyway, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, was there a food that you loved but now you hate because they changed the recipe? 651-641. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.